I took the leap. Somebody's heart. We interrupt this broadcast. Busy work is on the air. I was worried you were going to breeze right past me cruising through the radio dial, but I'm glad you stopped here. It's great to see you for another episode of the Busy Work Podcast. Today, I'd like to focus on an article I read in the Wall Street Journal this week, and I'll add the link in the podcast description. Written by Rachel Feinzig, the article is entitled, The New Rules for Finding Your Next Job in 2022. And the main thing that jumps right out to me is something I tell job seekers all the time. There are rules to this process. What was your favorite board game as a child? I always enjoyed playing sorry. Well, maybe enjoyed isn't the word. I'm competitive and not the most gracious loser or even slightly gracious when it comes right down to it. I've also been known to cheat from time to time, if I can uh, do so effectively and get away with it. Like when I was nine years old and I realized I could see the colors and numbers of Uno cards reflected in the eyeglasses of my competitors. And sad, I know. But I digress. The point I'm trying to make is rules are a big part of everything we do and always have been from the beginning. From the first time you learned the rules of a game, whatever game we were playing. And how many times did you find yourself saying, that's not fair, while playing? Well, fast forward to the job search and rules are still a big part of, well, the whole process. Rules about where to apply and how to apply and what file types to upload for those critical documents and the content of those files. What about the interview process, negotiation process, accepting the job, onboarding, evaluations, 30, 60, 90 days, so forth, all with very specific rules. Here we are in 2022, and the job market is different, to say the least. What we now easily refer to as work from home or remote is still something kind of new in some professions. And that brings me to my paraphrase summary of this week's article by Ms. Feinzig. The new rules for finding your next job. She starts out by pointing that it's a job seekers market and says leverage has shifted to candidates as employers struggle to find the talent they need. And here's the part that to me is most fascinating, especially someone who always imagined work being at an office. Hiring processes now include more frank discussions about remote work, balancing job duties with family and staving off burnout. I get that part about discussing remote work, but discussing family stuff and talking about burnout, <laughs> that's not your typical hiring conversation. That's stuff I would never think about discussing, but here we are. And the hard part is going to be, how much do I share with a potential employer? Our usual insights derived from a visit to the office for the interview with a face-to-face -face meeting with several potential coworkers. Hey, those insights may not be happening at all, especially with so much of the process occurring over the phone or via video conferencing platforms like Zoom 
or video interview platforms like HireVue. So let's talk about the new rules for your job search. First, it's personal. It's not an unusual situation today. You are the primary caregiver to someone, child, parent, maybe even a grandchild. Should you go ahead and bring that situation up at the beginning of the hiring process? Easy answer, no. You're not talking to a friend. You're talking to someone considering you for a position with the company. Adding information that isn't relevant to the work you'll be hired for is unnecessary and could cost you further consideration. But what about asking for a flexible schedule without disclosing personal reasons? Well, that's a whole other question and one you should certainly consider in today's market. Thanks to COVID, many companies have flat out embraced work from home or at least hybrid options. The simple fact is it's on everyone's mind and it won't be a surprise to ask the question. But this isn't a sharing situation. For example, don't go this route. I have a four-year-old child at home and I need a flexible work schedule. Instead, consider this. What are the options for a hybrid work schedule with this position? More and more I'm seeing this listed in the posting, but just because it's not stated doesn't mean it's not possible. Quite the opposite. As an applicant, I like to use this fact-finding question early in the process. How has this company and your team members adapted to the pandemic? Chances are you'll get some really good insights, the kind of insights you need to bring up a flexible work option that won't require divulging sensitive personal information. Second, your paycheck. I admit, negotiating salary is scary. A lot of my advisees are worried that if they try to negotiate, the offer is going to be pulled away from them, which doesn't usually happen. Hardly ever. Negotiating's part of business, and my students are business students. So I'll start out with, hey, it's business, it's not personal. It's within your power, indeed expected, that some level of counteroffer is going to be made. Just make sure it's realistic. But I don't even know if that's accurate in some sectors. The author points out that candidates in tech and corporate roles are asking for 20 to 30% increases in initial offers. That's way more than the 15% that I usually, rec 10 to 15%, I usually recommend negotiating early on in that offer process. And that's amazing to me, 20 to 30%. One person interviewed for the story recommended using sites like salary.com to explore pay scales for specific skills and roles. Well, my mantra is this, whenever I'm talking about negotiating, whatever you plan to ask for an account of our offer, be prepared to explain where you came up with the number. But in this job market, I highly encourage you, negotiate for higher pay beyond the initial offer. Third, a culture of stress. You've probably seen the headlines recently. Hard to avoid it. It's almost everywhere from mainstream newspaper and TV outlets to social media. People are feeling stressed and burned out. How can you avoid walking into a role that might be a minefield for your work-life balance or mental health? You better do some research. According to Jennifer Moss, mentioned in the book, an author of, in this article, an author of the book, The Burnout Epidemic, you should be checking things like a company's attrition rate. 
If it looks like lots of people are leaving, that's possibly a cause for concern. Could mean there's a corporate problem, but it also means the people that are still there are doing extra work. And that leads to this cycle of burnout. And recognize this, there is a potential that when you're hired into a short staff team, you're setting yourself up to do a lot more work than you expected with much less training and orientation than you may need. The key is to pay attention to all kinds of things. What's the style of the interviewer? Are they in a hurry? Are they really worried about getting you in here as soon as possible for maybe because they're understaffed? What types of questions are they asking you? And how do they answer your questions, which is really important? If things make you uneasy, that's probably a good indicator that you need to do some serious research about how things stand at the company and with your potential team members. Fourth, the facts about the VAX. Generally, recruiters will not tell you to add your COVID vaccine status to the resume. That's almost across the board. I've seen it on resumes. I've seen it on LinkedIn. And it's your call. If you want to promote that, that's up to you. But you can ask questions in the interview about the company's policies on masking and vaccines, meetings, safety pro protocols, etc. At the end of the day, you're trying to find what will be the best fit for you because you'll need to conform to the company's plans rather than the other way around. And consider what type of work arrangement you're really looking for. All hybrid, all remote, all office. <laughs> Some companies are adjusting plans almost daily. So watch out for a remote job that may be fully back in the office in a year or two. If you're the one looking for that nomad lifestyle where you're fully remote on the road, a different town every month, that could be a problem later on when the job says you're going to be in the office in this city every day. The basic rule is know what questions to ask and ask the questions. The rules, they are changing day by day, hour by hour, it seems, minute by minute sometimes. The job search has rules, very specific rules about what to do and what not to do. But the past few years have shown us that rules can be bent sometimes broken and flat out ignored and rewritten with a whole new set of rules when the situation demands it. Hybrid work is the most obvious example to me. That flexibility for some professions provides a level of work-life balance unheard of five or so years ago. But you need to do your research and you need to be prepared to ask direct questions to get to the heart of your new role before you accept the offer. I'd like to give a shout out to Rachel Feinzig from the Wall Street Journal. I emailed her about this article and I received a very nice reply, which I didn't expect and I appreciated it very much. I've mentioned before as well on this podcast how much I appreciate the journal for frequently including excellent career advising articles across the spectrum of early, mid and late career situations. It makes my job much easier as a career advisor to have this resource available. Hey, I hope you feel the same way about the Busy Work Podcast, because remember, we're here always to help you mind your business. See you next time.